It's your old buddy Rory back again, and it's Amen at Amen.net, and that was Blush Scars. The song was Knives. It's taken from their very recently released CCTV EP. Uh, They put it out last Friday, actually, um, as a self-release thing, and what a perfect EP that is. Uh, So yeah, that's on their Bandcamp page. I'll post a link to that later. For whatever reason, October 23rd was a really good day for new stuff. I don't know why. Uh, But what I'm going to play next is from Wombo. They put out a new two-song EP called Situations Ida May. And uh, yeah, that was also on the 23rd of October for whatever reason. And like the Blush Scars EP self-release job. Um, and yeah, that was a nice surprise because Wombo put out this uh, full length back in March, which was really good. So I didn't expect to see something from him so soon. So I'll play that next. Um, yeah, what else is there? The usual assortment of crap. Uh, Zach and I will be talking a bunch of baloney around the midway point um, in an hour from now. Uh, there's a whole set of songs I got lined up about hard living. And, yeah, a lot of new stuff I haven't played on here before that I recently found. A few, few things on here I might have played earlier, but not, not too many. And, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. What happens, even. Other than that, a whole lot of reverb on my voice, no doubt. Um, yeah, okay. So, uh, here's Wombo.
I'm a true blue papa looking for a good time gal Well, the women all over from coast to coast I'm the kind of a daddy that they all like more A true blue papa gonna have a good time tonight I love to hear the feet shuffle on a honky-tonk floor When the boys start to close a holler, give me one more I be sitting in the darkest corner I can find Holding baby's hand and a sipping wine Cause I was born in a cave I was raised in a den My two occupations taking women from the men I'm a true blue papa Gonna have a ball tonight <laughs> A jack rabbit hug a hound I'm a true blue papa Gonna have a ball tonight I ain't gonna marry and settle down I wanna look more Kinda spread me around I'm a true blue papa Gonna have a good time tonight I love to hear the feet shuffle On a honky-tonk floor When the bar starts to close I holler, give me one more I'll be sitting in the darkest on a riding fine, holding baby's hand and a sipping wine. Cause I was born in a cave, I was raised in a den. My chief occupation taking women from the men. I'm a true blue papa, gonna have a ball tonight. Thank you. True Blue by Frankie Miller, in case you didn't hear me say it the first time. That was put out in 1959 on Sturday uh, on a single. Then there was, before that, Kenny and the Night Raiders. Swap Rats. Uh, put out in 1964 on Bristol on a single. We heard Bettina before Kenny and the Night Riders. She's actually, she usually sings in Spanish, but uh, she put out this EP and it had some Catalan songs on it. Um, so that's one of them. It translates to Why Did You Say Goodbye to Me? I'm not even going to try and pronounce it because I'll just butcher it. But <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, maybe I will because Google Translate isn't doing a very good job with Catalan. Per KM Vas Der Adu, I guess. Um, yeah, so that came out on uh, Ekapo, that EP in 1966. Then there was Fur Bible, Fumble Fist from their Plunder the Tombs EP put out in 1985 by New Rose. That was Kid Congo Powers and Patricia Morris and what they did right after their incarnation of the Gun Club broke up. And uh, yeah, they put out that EP and 
played a bunch of shows under under that name with some friends. Um, one guy named Desperate, and then uh, who's the other guy? Murray Mitchell on guitar. Um, and then yeah, later Kid Congo went to went back with Jeffrey Lee Pierce for another incarnation of the Gun Club. And uh, what was it? Patricia Morrison did after that. Was it the Dam that she joined? I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to look that up. While, yeah, it's The Damned. And uh, what else? Rick Johnson. Oh, yeah, I should mention. That was that was produced by Jim Thorwell, Fetus. So that, that's kind of neat. But anyhow, yeah, Rick Johnson before that blew yesterday from a Comet Records single. I don't know when that came out. And started things off with Wombo. Situations was the song from Situations Ida May which they put out last Friday. And I didn't intend to do this, but Mutant Conflict also had a release on October 23rd along with Wombo and Blush Scars. So all I got to say about their new record is... Yes, sir, I like it. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, it's called Sick Disco. It's put out by Koro Bushka. I'll post the link to it later. And yeah, the whole thing's really good. So I'll play that next. Uh, like I was saying, we got Zach coming up a little bit later. Um, and hopefully I can maintain my coherence to some degree. I ate a whole lot of food before I started today's show, which is not really a good way to start something where you need to talk a lot and you're feeling kind of dopey and not all that articulate. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, here's Mutual Conflict.
Skinny Poppy Far Too Frail from Remission. Came out in 1984 through Network. Uh, then there was New Fries, who I think get the award for longest song title on this week's show, if that were a thing. Uh, the song was called Ernt Adler Pulley 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 Pulley. And that's from The Idea of Us, which they put out over the summer through Telephone Explosion. Uh, that's a pretty clever song. If you listen to it on headphones, it's a real treat. There's some uh, nice stereo panning going on there. It's it's a well-produced little little thing, that's for sure. Um, then there was France Gall, Ich kann dir nicht Bosa sein, or I Can't Be Mad at You. Put out in 1970 by Decca on a single. Uh, the In and Outs before that, Little Charlie, released by Triangle Records, also on a single. And then we start with Munchen Conflict, Eyes, from their new 10-inch Sick Disco, put out last week by Koro Bushka. Next, I'm going to play something by Monstra, who I had a song on last week's show from as well, but... I like him so much, why not play him again? Um, so the song I'll play this week is Little Finger. It's also from their album Serendipity, which I had picked something from last week. Put out uh, this year by Dur A Du. I'm not sure. I think they just go by the name Monstra, but it says on their the title of their Bandcamp page and their Facebook page is Monstra La Fleur. But then on, if you look at their title on Bandcamp page, it's just Monster. But I, I don't think it really matters anyway. Um, so yeah, we'll play that and some other stuff. And then before you know it, I'll be talking to the Coonster for I'm Allowed. And we'll see, see what the uh, pressing issues of today are, according to Zach. Here we go. So 
that, Owen. Then how very uncomfortable for you, old chap.
That was Dick Nolan, long time gone, from his 1966 album, Moving Out, put out by Ace Records. My mom tells me that apparently she went to school with his son. I don't think she ever met Mr. Nolan, as in Dick Nolan himself, though. Uh, then there was Ali Bobke from Poland. They were like a five or six person female vocal group. Um, so this song was called Słońce w chmurach lazi. Yeah, let's try it again. Słońce w chmurach lazi. Or the sun in the lazy clouds, I think. I don't know if that's translated correctly. Oh well. Uh, and it came from a full-length record that they put out through Pronet in 1969. And my mouse is locking up here, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to copy and paste that. Because I certainly don't think I'm going to type it. Of course, this happens right now. Yeah, it's just not doing its thing, is it? I think I might have to abandon. Oh, One Night Flower is what it means. Okay, that's a weird one. Um, then there was the Starfire's Handful of Blood from a 1963 Sonic Records single, Scratch Acid with Flying Houses from Berserker, put out in 1987 by Touch and Go, and started with Monstra, a Little Finger first from Serendipity. And what do you know? It's time to talk to Zach. So let's do just that. I hope I keep my mailman called Mr. Mac away from Zach. But who is making up skin, Zach? Wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> the hound dog. Hey, Buster. What's up, my man? Guess where I'm at? <laughs> where are you? In the bathtub. <laughs> That's a I great place to be. the first radio interview that's ever been done from the bathtub before. <laughs> I would say it's pretty rare. It hit me. I was like, I'm staying here. My dad, uh, as you know, my dad has this condo every year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he hasn't made it into town yet. So he gave me his big uh, luxury suite. <laughs> So I'm laying in this giant bathtub. I mean, it's, you could—it's like a jacuzzi-sized bath, bathtub. You could fit like five people in this goddamn thing. It's and, a bit of a uh, step up from what are you using to wash at the uh, the log cabin, anyway? Uh, there's a shower, but it, the water is well water, so it smells like a fart. Oh. Well, this is a so, bit of a yeah, step up, it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, times a million. Yep. Times a million, man. Yeah, this is. I haven't had a bath for five months. <laughs> that sounds a lot funnier than it is. Yeah, yeah. I've washed. Yeah. I washed. I don't wash a lot, though. I'll be honest. But I, <laughs> I have cleaned myself. But uh, yeah, I haven't had a. I haven't. Ha I haven't sat in a bathtub for five months. Yeah. Oh man. I love baths. No, me I too. You know very that. Very pro bath. Yeah. What's that? So you know I do too. Oh man, I'll never stay in a place again in my life that doesn't have a bathtub <laughs> for any amount of time. That's a promise I'm making to myself. Yeah. I can't do that again. 
you could always just get some kind of a big wash basin and then use your shower head to fill up fill that up instead. Oh no, but yeah, this shower does have the shower has a bathtub, but the problem is the water smells like farts. Yeah, that is a it's problem. Well water, so it smells like. I mean, yes, I could take a bath, but it's like sitting down in a big old tub of, wa- of farts. You know, Fart I don't want to do that. Fart juice, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, who wants that? Yeah, so I mean, fuck that. I'm not doing that. You know, no. Nope. So, ah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm living it up with this. I, I, I've taken three. Ba- I've been here under 24 hours, and I'm taking three baths. <laughs> You might as well use it while you got it. I know. I'm going back in just a couple of hours going back home. So, <laughs> yeah. No bath there. How far away is that from where you're living anyway? About 45 minutes. Okay, that's not it's bad. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, it's just over the mountain. Yep. So, I'll get to see him, you know, get to see him all week. That's good. Get nice. to stick him out of bed. Yep. Old goofball. <laughs> and, uh,. Yeah, yeah, he's staying at this place. He's got a, you know, there's a jacuzzi here too, and a sauna. So I'll be coming over here in the evening after I get finished with work. Every evening after I get finished work and feeding all the animals and doing all the farm work, I'll be coming over here and soaking in the jacuzzi and uh, taking a sauna every evening. The good life. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. It's amazing. You feel so bad for a long time, and you think I'm never going to feel better again. And then you get out of the situation that you're in where you're feeling so bad, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, I feel fine. I've just been in a shitty situation. <laughs> all I had to do was leave this situation, but it gets you, it gets in your head like, well, I'm here, and it's never going to get better, so I might as well stay here. That's how, that's how it is for me anyway. I've been down that road before. Not that before. the farm's bad. <clears throat> the farm's not bad. It's just. I'm there, you know, I'm there by myself completely all the time. Uh, you know, Captain, my girlfriend comes and visits once a month but for about a week, but, you know, I'm, I'm by myself all the time. And can't take a can't take a shower. There's no heat in that goddamn cabin. It's getting cold, so it's pretty miserable. Yeah, well, at least you got a bit of a break anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going. We're going. We're taking a trip up to Ohio, up to Serpent Mound. I'm playing music at an online festival up at Serpent Mound oh, okay. next week too. So I'm. Yeah, finally, on my first show. <laughs> I did. I did actually play over. I did a play the Summer Solstice Festival. It was an online festival. It's not a real show. There's like five or ten people in the audience. Although it's not uncommon to play a show to five or ten people in the audience. Maybe it was my biggest crowd ever. I don't know. <laughs> He'll just shoot me the link over for that online thing, and maybe I can put it up on the site or whatever next week. Yeah, you bet. I sure will. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I sure will. Um, Anybody else of interest yeah, on that? No. <laughs> no, there's not. Okay. No, no. Somebody should get on there and see what my time is and not check anything else out, <laughs> to be honest. It's a bunch of, like, new age speakers. and No, I, I take that back. I'm being a little too harsh, but... There, there's a few people of, of a lot of interest. People should check it out. I, t- I take that. I take that statement back. Stricken from the record. Back. It's not. It's not. It's not my cup of tea. Yeah. But there are there are several like I don't know 
there's like Native American chiefs and this sort of thing. It's interesting. It's interesting. Okay. So I think, yeah, I think yeah, anybody would do service checking any of it out if they're into that kind of like spirituality or something like that. A lot of it's new agey stuff. I had to test new age stuff, so. <clears throat> you just got in on the new age circuit somehow. I have, yeah. It's really strange. Well, you know, I had a, I don't know if I ever told you this, I had a, I had a near-death experience when I was young, when I was 15 years old. I wrote a book about it when I was pretty young. And I got on that circuit doing that because people were interested in hearing about the experiences I had. I'm not going to go into, you know, it's a pretty long talk, but I'm not going to go into all that stuff here. But people, that crew got, was really interested uh, about my experiences like that, and I kind of got in like that. And then, you know, there's a lot of stuff I do with plants they find pretty interesting. But, yeah, there's not a lot of overlap. overlap. I'm definitely, I mean, I detest that. I did, I did, detest the way they look at the world. It couldn't be more opposite than my own. <laughs> How do you feel about um, the, uh, or do you think there's much overlap, say, with the fermented beverages aspect of things that you're you're into? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the one, I'd say the one overlap we really have is nature, maybe two overlaps. Nature, we both really like nature a lot, and health, health and nutrition. Uh, yeah. You know, keeping keeping good Keep, you know, keeping keeping yourself in good health, eating good food, that sort of thing. Yeah, I'd say those are the those are the overlaps, and <clears throat> but that's not just new. You know, new age people is there like that. That's there's a lot of overlaps with that. Well, a lot of people. That's why those that's why those classes are 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 you know people are going to people pile into my classes. I'm lucky to get ten people for a goddamn concert. <laughs> I bet another thing that there's some crossover on is uh, enjoying baths, as I hear you sloshing around in the bathtub over the phone. <laughs> yeah, I think they probably like baths. Yeah. I think everyone does. Who, who does. There are some people that are just shower people, though. Do I know. You, have you encountered that? I have uh, a number of them, actually. That's crazy to yep. me. Don't get it. I mean, if I'm going to wash my hair, of course I'm going to get in the goddamn shower or my beard or, you know, whatever. If I really want to get clean, I'm going to get in the shower, but baths are, I had this little tray when I was staying uh, in Columbus. <clears throat> I got this little tray that went over the bathtub. Yep. And it, you can read, and you know, you can bring a book in with you, you can put a, the best thing about this tray is you can put a meal on it. So I was eating dinner in the bathtub about <laughs> every night. And living it up, man. Cooking this nice, fancy dinner for myself. Putting it on this tray and just going to hog, going hog wild, going to hog heaven. I'm sure you could replicate that maybe without the tray in your current bath setup. You could just—I'm sure there's somewhere near the whole gigantic bathtub you could position a small table. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, there are. I could, I could put a plate, plate on the side here for sure. Yep. Yeah, I could put a plate. I'd have to kind of position myself in a way. But yeah, I, no, I, I could do that. My dad's going to be here in pretty soon, though. So my, my bath. My little bath privileges are going to be rescinded here pretty soon. Because <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, there's no door. It's like a, for a, it's like a suite for a couple, and there's no door to the bathtub. Okay. Well, yeah. If he was came, if if he were just to come in right now, I think he is like going to get in here any time. But if he were to come in now, he would and came come in the bathroom or the the bedroom. He, he you can look right in the bathroom. Okay. Um. Man. I, 
<clears throat> I know I've told you a little bit about this, but I have a wild story. I don't know if we have a time for all of it, so I'll, I'll, I would like to, to, to talk about this story really briefly, though. Let's do it. You know what? I'll talk about it next week. Instead, I'd like to, I'd like to recount the time that you and I were staying here that we went on that roller coaster, blasted <laughs> that, blasted drunk, went on that roller coaster at like 11 o'clock at night. Remember that? I, oh, of course I do. <laughs> and then the, I wasn't the so drunk I, results as well, the next day was kind of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> for, for a few reasons. So for the, for the, <laughs> yeah, right. Losing the, well, possibly losing the wall at all that, but yeah. <clears throat> and that wasn't much fun, but, uh, and then you had the all that part of trouble. it was for me. I had all that car trouble too. Yeah. yeah. But I loved going on that. The, my favorite part of that whole trip was us going on that roller coaster and going up the hill to the roller coaster. And then a guy dressed like Jason comes out of the, cause it's, <laughs> or it was, my dad has this thing around Halloween every time, you know, it's like, it's a timeshare. So it's the same time every year, same place, same room, same time every year. And, uh, <clears throat> So we were going up the hill to this, on this roller coaster, getting ready to, to go down, and this guy dressed like Jason pops out of the woods and uh, comes up pretty close to us, and we both flipped him off, gave him the middle <laughs> finger, and he put up both of his middle fingers. You could tell he, you could tell this guy was just furious. He got really close to us, you know, a couple of feet away, and just flipped it flip this off. I was really concerned he was going to meet us down at the bottom. Yeah, he, uh, I think he might be used to taking some abuse, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he, he got you know, what he, was coming to him. normally scaring people. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> I think he got what, he, what was coming to him. I know. I didn't, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> I didn't know people were going to be hopping out of the woods trying to scare us. Yeah, I just thought we were be going on a roller coaster and an, Al, an alpine, an alpine coaster at eleven at night. I didn't think I didn't. Yeah, I had no clue about that coming coming in coming in on me. Wasn't that the same thing where there was a guy dressed like Batman and he said something just like "I'm Batman" and it was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> that isn't scary. That's right, it's yeah, just some guy in a Batman costume. Yeah, Batman's a hero. Why would I be afraid of? Him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What thing I, I mean, I'm villainous. I understand that, but I have, I didn't commit any crimes. Yeah, it's not a crime to take a roller coaster. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I guess it, it would it be a crime. I mean, we were we were drunk in public. Does, does Batman enforce that kind of thing? I don't know. Maybe in the Smoky you think Mountains. Think he bigger fish to fry. <laughs> not much else yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Either that or he's trying Joker to... running around. He'd have bigger bigger <laughs> fish to fry. Yeah. He could be there trying to combat uh, moonshine operations and such, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was smelling our, breath, smelling our breath, letting us know, I'm Batman. <laughs> Don't drink another drop and walk around tonight. Yeah. Well, you're going to, you know, I'm going to haul you in. <laughs> could have been that, I suppose. Could be. A gentle threat. Uh, yeah, just a gentle. I'm Batman. <laughs> no more walking around losing your wallets in the, in the creek tonight. Yeah. I remember looking for that wall. We man, we we went and we were going all over all over the place trying to find that wall in the dark, which was not smart. Yeah, which was not smart because I was stupid and it fell behind the fucking desk or something. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or 
Well, I'm glad that that was the end result because if it would have, if it would, if it would have got lost in our drunken stamp, in our in our drunken stammering around, probably would have probably would have never found it. Probably would still be back into. I'd probably still be in the Smoky Mountains today if that were the case. <laughs> well, that'd be great for me, not great for you. <laughs> Yeah, I would have started a new a new life, I suppose. Would have derailed some other plans, but you know. What would you have done? Uh, I what don't could know. have you done? How could you have gotten back into Canada? I think there's some kind of way you go through the embassy and all that kind of baloney, but it probably it would have been a big hassle, I bet, because I wouldn't have had access oh, to no doubt. credit cards and all that stuff to be able to actually get to where I need to go and pay for all the stuff too. So exactly, yep. how would you? How, how would you have got on the plane even, right? Because you got to show your ID to get on the plane, so you wouldn't have even been able to do that. You'd have had to find a Canadian embassy close to here, relatively close to here. Or Your trip would have been longer here, that's for sure. Yep, that is certain. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a heck of a trip. I'll save my story about this. You're not going to believe this. This wild ride I've had with this guy, uh, Glenn Tubb, who's the, the grandson of Ernest Tubb and his and his wife. It's I'm turning I'm turning up all kinds of I'm turning up all kinds of corners. I think I'm going to go to Nashville for maybe three maybe three weeks or a month and stay there and see what see what stones I can unturn there. I bet he has all kinds of connections. He does. His wife. See, there was, I, 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 again, I won't go all the way into the story because it's a, it's a long and, and, and turny story, but <laughs> his wife was the pastor for this church uh, called the Evangel Temple, uh, Temple of Nashville or something, like, something along those lines. I can't remember exactly. But um, she, so that was the church. That, so people would finish with the Opry on Friday nights, and then they'd go over there and perform at that it was like the church of all the nashville stars wow and i'm getting stories of people like snorting coke in the bathroom and all and that's where chris christopherson had his uh where he converted to christianity there and he wrote that you know he wrote that uh he, he wrote you know one of his songs about one of his songs of conversions about him you know her leading him to the altar and all this stuff so you know they're a really interesting couple Got a lot of stories, a lot of years in the business, so and a lot of connections of people, other people I can meet with in Nashville. So I'm thinking I'll go there for three weeks or a month here coming up. Yeah, maybe in December or something like that. So I'll I'll have all kinds of stories for our little for our little podcast. I think it's going to be a really neat thing. That is really interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, see where that goes. I think yeah, there could be a lot to come out of that. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, at first I was just thinking it would be something pretty, pretty simple, just us playing the songs that we like that I that you know we both think are, are relevant. It's kind of like antidotes to the to the classical to the classic country music tropes, which I, I detest. I don't like that. But you know, there's you know there's fifty, sixty, seventy years of, of people that that didn't write music like that. That wrote that wrote really interesting, challenging outsider country music that i'd really love to shine a light on because it's <clears throat> it's overlooked you know it's it's really overlooked and i think that's a sh- i love country music and i think that's a shame uh i mean there's there's i i like a lot of music in 
you know, I like a lot of music that's country music that made that or people that were bigger stars too. I don't <clears throat> think that that's mutually exclusive. You don't have it just like that, and you can't like uh, the Judds. I love the Judds, you know, or something like that. I think that you know they they make good music, great music too. But I'm really interested in exploring the kind of the seedier underbelly of Nashville and and the sto- these long forgotten stories of these people that wrote these songs or played on, you know, were session musicians, things like that. I think that's, to me, that's really interesting. And I think, I think other people would be interested in hearing that too. Yeah. That's really the foundation of the whole thing is, is just people like that showing up and sometimes they make it. And more often than not, I would assume that they don't. And then the, you got all those, don't make it. Yeah. All those people have their own little stories. And I'd say a lot of them aren't very pleasant. So, uh, that's kind of what country music is. Exactly, and that and that's that's the foundation of what of what country music is is people that fail in, in this world. You know, the people that the people that never make it big can make better country music because they don't, you know, they don't grow massive egos and have a big PR team behind them. They are living the life of an actual country song, which is what I'm really interested in uh, trying to examine a lot more of, <clears throat> and. Uh, yeah, this whole last two weeks, I've been doing a tremendous amount of research, and I'm incredibly excited about it. Yep, that's going to be an interesting thing uh, to try and get together, considering there isn't quite a lot of interesting stuff going on due to the whole COVID situation and all that. So that's a, exactly. it's a good opportunity yeah. to dig in and, and do some research. And plus, it's like these people are uh, getting on here so it, it could be worthwhile trying to document stuff from these folks while some of them are still around anyway that's it no one's writing books about them yeah. you know but that's a book i'd like to read yeah absolutely but no one's writing books about these people uh that's i think that's probably something i'll end up doing i i you know in addition to the podcast i'll probably his uh his his, his wife dotty tub Suggested that I wrote a, write a book about that. She said, "Come here, and I'll give you enough for three books." Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know what? Wow. I will. I think that's a great idea. Yep, that is. <clears throat> She's been in the business for fifty years. You know, she's eighty-four, eighty-five years old. She's been in the business actually for sixty years. Same for uh, Glenn Tubb. He's been, you know, his his grandfather is one of the greatest country musicians of all time, Ernest Tubb. And he was in his backing band in the 30s and 40s. Huh. So you imagine the kind of stories this, these, these, these people have. I, I can't wait to get my, get, you know, dive into it and see what I can turn up. I think they just want their story told. Yep. Just like everybody does. Everybody wants their story told. And these are good stories. There's no, just the, we talked on the phone for about four hours because everybody, when I was trying, I, I called his, uh, his former agent. He doesn't have an agent anymore because he doesn't play, he's old, he's an old man, but I called his former agent. I called a few other people. Like I had to do this big roundabout circuit to finally get to him. And every one of them told me he's a cantankerous old man. He's not going to talk to you. But then when I got him on the line, I just started asking him questions. You know, I just told him the truth i'm real interested about this kind of stuff i'm real interested about your life i want i just want to learn more about it and write about it if i can or do podcasts about it and that sort of thing 
And boy, he just opened right up. He wasn't cantankerous at all with me. And not only was he not cantankerous, he said, come and, come and visit us. We got a spare room for you. <laughs> well, that's, so that's a story it. right there. So, yeah, let's... Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll definitely keep the, uh, the ball moving on that. Uh, let me know. Like, hopefully I can help you out with some of this stuff, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we can talk more about yeah, this. Yeah, I know you're real... Yeah, I know, I know you're real busy right now this time of year. and I have a lot more free time to kind of just ramble around a little bit and dig this stuff up and maybe get some interviews with these people for this, for the show and all that sort of thing. I think that'd be, I think that'd be great. Yep. It's sure as hell something I'd want. Usually the things I'm interested in, no one, no one else is interested in, but I think that this is something that people would actually... A broad swath of people might be interested in listening to it, learning more about it. Yeah, I'm sure of it. But, um, yeah, buddy, what do you say we uh, keep this conversation going into next week? And we're at the 23-minute mark here right now, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to go too much into it. Yeah, I'm just I'm just scratching the surface. So, yeah, we can we can talk more about this next week, and I'll be looking forward to it. All right, pal. Well, yeah, I'll be uh, yakking to you, and uh, I guess that that pretty well sums it up. That says that says everything I'm willing to say right now. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks as always for hopping on, and uh, be seeing you. I'll be seeing you, my friend. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Gonna move along here, and it's. Uh, Dennis Payne next to start this hard living set I was talking about earlier. Uh, this song is called I'd Rather Live My Life Alone, and it came out in 1969 by means of AS Records. Uh, and yeah, I'd say this guy probably falls into the category of people Zach and I were, were just talking about. I don't think he, he did a whole lot other than this, so uh, here he is. <laughs> Forgotten are the faces of the loves I had before you My memory holds only that of you Though the roads we travel now have not the same direction Though I need to love, call my own Rather than be shackled to a second choice forever Think I'd rather live My life alone Think I'd rather live My life alone When loneliness reminds me I should try to love another Temptation offers many passing thrills My love for you won't let desire Contaminate your memory Though I need a woman, I've been told Rather than to share with her the house we built together I think I'd rather live my life alone I think I'd rather live my life alone Reach 
watch out at night to find your presence ever near me To hold an empty pillow where you lay Then once again I find you there in my imagination Though I know pretending can't go on Even at the cost of losing sanity forever Think I'd rather live My life alone I think I'd rather live My life
It brings back sweet memories of the one I love so. I'll tell you the reason why I left her there to roam this old world with its sorrow and care. I saw her one night in the arms of a man, hugging and kissing as two lovers can. I went to my home with a heart full of woe, packed my belongings determined to go. For many long years this old world I did roam, with thoughts of my sweetheart, my darling, my own. While dining one day in a little country town A stranger walked in and he chanced to sit down While talking of loved ones I happened to find That his sister was that old sweetheart of mine When he heard my story to me then he said The one you left there has a long time been dead She waited so long for the day you'd return And why you had left her she never did learn Now I was the one that you saw that fatal night Wrapped in the arms of my sister so tight She loved you so dearly, but you broke her heart. Stranger from her evermore, you must part. Austin, you're on the air. Good morning. We're doing open phones. Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. Sky full of factories, smokestacks, hot cinders, paint the snow black. Turn up my collar to the cold. My old boots are wet and dirty. Miss my bus at 7:30. Ah, there must be more to life than growing old Each day seems like the last one Each year just like the past one As if they stamped them from a mall Somehow It seems to be The only change is you and me There must be more to life Than growing old There must be more to life Than growing old To the dreams we used to hold We never 
cities paved with gold There must be more to life than growing old We never ask for cities paved with gold must be more to life than growing old There must be more to life than growing old Every night Stay out until daylight I'm really living it up Since you left My date book is complete For each night of the week I'm really living Living myself to death I'm really living, living myself to death Myself I'm surely killing, trying to forget about you Yes, it's true I'm really living, living myself to death Old friends I see each day Don't know the facts and say He's really having a ball Since she left He sure forgot her quick They think I've got it licked I'm really living Living myself to death Living myself to death Myself I'm surely killing Trying to forget about you Yes, it's true I'm really living Living myself to death
I'd only known her for a little while Her eyes, her lips, her arms and tender smile Then without a warning she said goodbye Picture on the wall are still out of place Jarred by the door she slammed right in my face And I didn't see one tear fall from her eyes Oh Lord have I lived long enough to die The short time I had her was heavenly The only one who meant a thing to me And when you're happy, gee, how the time can fly Long enough to die, and that was put out by Arnott Records on a single. I don't know when. Couldn't find it out. Did some research, just wasn't happening. Uh, then there was Angelina wishing my life away from a 1965 Fontana record single. Uh, Jimmy Walker living myself to death, which I played last week, but who cares? It's a good one. I'll play it this week too. Uh, that also came out on a single in 1965 through Swamper Records. Then there was Jack Blanchard and Misty Morgan. There must be more to life than growing old from a 1972 mega record single. Uh, Porter Wagner with a real heartbreaker, Tragic Life from the album The Cold Hard Facts of Life, released in 1967 by RCA. Then it was Reparata with Your Life Is Gone from a 1972 CBS single. It's a surprisingly late release, considering uh, kind of the style that they did that in. 
would have been more akin to like Shangri-La's territory. Um, they even have the the car crash and the ambulance and all that junk in there. But it's still it's really good. I like that. Um, then there was Dennis Payne, as I mentioned. I'd rather live my life alone from a 1965 AS single. And I'm going to play these next five songs and call it a day here. And rather than back announce them, I'll just tell you what I'm going to play. So next is Soft Blue Shimmer with Shiny. This is from Nothing Happens Here, which they put out last year through the Disposable America label. They have a new record coming out next month, and there's one song from it on their Bandcamp page. You can have a look at it. I'll post the link after the show is done. Um, I'm going to play Cloth Hill after that. La Verite toute la Verite from her Sapper Le Papette EP, put out in 1967 by Discs Vogue. Then it'll be War Cake with Dear John from The Embers on Us. They released that last month as a self-released kind of deal. Um, and then there's going to be Soft and Dumb after War Cake. The song is Thumper, and it comes from Out of Bed, which, along with three other things I told you about, came out on October 23rd. That's the magic date for good material in October, it seems. And I, I called that last Friday. I kept calling it last Friday. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. That was two days ago. So it was this most recent Friday. Um, so yeah, for what that's worth. Anyway, I'll post a link to that later too. And um, I'll end it off with Ho Ho by the Birthday Party from Prayers on Fire, put out by Missing Link in 1981, because yesterday was Roland S. Howard's birthday. And if I were more on the ball, I would have realized that further in advance and probably should have put together a better playlist of birthday party, Roland S. Howard, These Immortal Souls, Crime in the City Solution stuff. But I guess it's a bit late now. Maybe I'll do it next week. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, uh, so that's for Roland S. Howard's birthday. That was yesterday. All right. Thanks for being here this week. I'll be back again, I think, next Sunday because I'm going to be not available on Saturday. So I will post the replay and all that junk and uh, talk to you next time around. Bye.
18 ans que t'as connu Marie-Claire Et c'est elle qui t'avait dit je me laisse faire
That's the story of my life. No respect. I don't no respect.
after yourself as they always say because no one else will let us get the fuck out of here be seeing you and you